Hey guys, welcome back to Monster Radio. Um, I'm doing this intro for the second time, so it's not going to be as good as the first one, and you guys will never know what that first one sounded like. Um, I am one of your hosts, Ashley Hilt, and since he won't introduce himself, this is Ryan Tremblay. Hi. (laughs) How's it going, everybody? (laughs) I'm pretty sure that everybody that listens to the show, though, knows who I am, Ashley, but I thank you for the introduction. You said that last time. Yeah, I did, didn't I? That's, that's, that's what he says. You just gave away the last intro, actually. What's that? Oh, yeah, that's right. They know. Oof. Oh, gosh. I'm giving giving away spoilers. Um. <laughs> Speaking of spoilers, okay, it is not okay to hit Ryan up giving away spoilers for Prey. Or anything. Not okay. Yeah, but, don't. But don't on do the that. bright side, we get to watch that tonight, Ashley. I am hyped. We are going to be watching it after we record the show. It's like our treat to ourselves for getting work done. Right. I mean, you can't see it, but I'm actually like flexing like Hulk Hogan because I'm so hyped. I'm like, yeah, brother. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Because I have been waiting for this movie for so long. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, good to know. Yeah, it's been a good year for me as far as movies and TV goes so far. I mean, I had Kenobi. Now I got Prey. (laughs) I know. When I met you, you were talking about it. You were like, hey, have you heard about Prey? Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> so. see, see we've been together for a long time and i was talking about it way back when way back when way back in the day in the good old days uh-huh so <laughs> i am the prey hype man they owe me a lot of money for that they should give me some money they should <laughs> they should give me some money yeah they should be like you know what ryan you were hyping it up before the movie was even made here you go here's some cash wow and i would be like why thank you can i have some more um, I, I don't know. Well, you can ask. I mean, you know, hey, hey, you know what? Shoot your shot, always, you know? That's what I say. You know, I would ask, but I get a feeling they'd be like, Ryan, get back. The only thing they can, the worst thing they can say is no. No, I'm sure they can say a lot worse, you know, get lost, screw you, whatever, but, you know, it's okay. Hmm. Anyway, are you excited for this week's episode? Oh, of course I am. I mean, dude, we're talking about a bipedal reptile. How could I not be excited about this? It's uh, it's a weird one. Oh yeah, I mean, well, basically everything in cryptozoology is actually. It's weird. Yeah. No, there's stuff that's not. There's stuff that makes sense. Some, but come on, all the theories and all the woo that goes on can be very, very weird. Well, the woo is weird. Mm-hmm. You know that's that part is strange. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it is, and well, this is no exception to that rule. This is a very weird thing. We are talking about the Lizard Man of Skeet or Swamp. So, what do you know, Ashley, about the Lizard Man? Just about the Lizard Man in general, or specifically about the one in Scape or Swamp? <laughs> um, in general. Um, uh, you know, a couple of things. I mean, <clears throat> I, I know that, um, you know... It's a strange one. I mean, I'm skeptical of it. I, you know, I think bipedal lizards don't really make a lot of sense. Um, you know, biologically speaking, in the same sense that Bigfoot gets up and walks around, you know. Um, but there are some stories about this phenomena that that I hold near and dear to my ha- to my heart. Um, the skateboard swamp one is not one that personally is that, but that's just because it's far away from me, so um you know i don't think too much about it um i really like uh, specific sets of local stories so i don't get into those so oh you got local stories about these kind of things i huh? do oh this is gonna be I good do. yeah so you want a little bit of history as to how skateboard got its name <sighs> yes <laughs> i already know <laughs> i sense reluctance in there ashley because uh, I already know, but get, share it with the audience. Okay, well, it's actually, it's an argument between the townspeople there. But, uh, well, Scape Or actually comes from Escape Corps, okay? And there's two different teams on this. One team says that it was actually about a lady of the night. That, you know, there was a, a harlot, as they put it, that was in that area. And that's why it got that name. Another argument is that British soldiers were quite literally caught with their pants down with, you know, the the prostitutes and whatnot when the Americans came for them. So that is where they got the name Escape Corps and turned it into Escape Corps. Fun fact. 
Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you can just feel the sarcasm in Ashley's voice as she does that. <laughs> I don't know if you in the audience felt it, but I just put, suddenly felt this huge pressure on my shoulders where it was pushing me down. You should see the faces I make. Yeah, there was mind speak too, where Ashley was telling me, Ryan, shut up. <laughs> Nobody cares about this, Ryan. Move on. That's my favorite part of the uh, Lizard Man of Scape or story. Is it? It is, yeah. I, don't, I, I like some of the encounters they have. I think some of the encounters are very intriguing. And it does make you wonder. It makes you kind of step away from the Bigfoot thing for a little while. And yes, it makes you step away from the dog man. <laughs> okay. I know. I know. I know. It's going to be a shock to a lot of people that we're not talking about the dog man. But there's some pretty fascinating cryptids out there. I don't think that should be a shock to anybody. You don't think so? No. Yeah, we'll see. They'll weigh in in the comments, I'm sure. So, but the first encounter I want to bring up, Ashley, is pretty interesting. It happened June 29th, 1988. So this young man by the name of Christopher Davis had just gotten off of work, okay? Now, depending on where you look about this encounter, they'll say it was midnight, they'll say it was 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, but what we can assume is it was very dark out there, okay? And he had to pull over to the shoulder of the road to fix his tire. And as he was finishing up repairs on his car, though, he noticed something was behind him. And what he described was a very reptilian-like being with, you know, claws on its fingertips, three toes, mm -hmm. scales. Now, some people will say that he saw a Bigfoot covered in moss, and while that's probable, uh, I don't think it's likely that it was a Bigfoot. So, terrified at what he saw, this kid jumped in his car, very wisely so, and tried to speed off, but what he didn't count on is this thing was going to give chase. He could actually see its face as it jumped onto the back of his car and was climbing up onto the roof. So he had to swerve side to side to try to shake this thing, and it just wasn't letting go, okay? So he pumped the brakes suddenly, and this thing just fell off. And as it toppled over the hood and it landed on the street, this thing was just staring right at him. You know, so imagine that for a moment. Imagine being all alone in the dark, no weapons with you, no guns, no knives. And this reptilian thing just comes out of nowhere. Um, no, no, thank you. I I have better fantasies than that. Okay, we're not talking about that, Ashley. That's not the show for this. So, <laughs> okay, go ahead. Well, I mean, just you know, picture yourself in that moment, though. You know, sure. think about how terrifying that would be. Now, is there a chance that maybe he was so terrified that he gave a wrong description? Maybe, but I mean, even when he calmed down, though, you know, I mean. He never strayed really far from the story. And he did take a lie detector test, and he did pass those lie detector tests. And the sheriff of that town, Liston Truesdale, actually knew the kid. He said that he was a good kid, wasn't known for getting in trouble, and he supported his story. Okay. All right. So, I mean, that right there, I, I do kind of have to wonder what was it he really did see that night. Mm-hmm. Now, suppose it was a moss-covered Bigfoot. Okay, but how would he mistake hair or fur for scale? I, I mean, I agree with that. Um, you know, that is a very particular... I mean, I, I guess I can see where that confusion could come in. Um, you know, especially late at night, especially when you're freaking out and not expecting it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Have you ever considered reaching out to the witness? Uh, no, I haven't. I don't think you're going to get a hold of Christopher Davis. I think his days of talking about the lizard man are over. Okay. So, I mean, very suspiciously, he did sign autographs some months later. But some people will say that's because he was hoaxing it. It was all just a story to get attention. But that's not necessarily true. I mean, as you know, Ashley, we have a lot of people that have made important encounters or important sightings. And they go to shows they go to conferences and conventions to talk to the audience so him signing autographs i don't think that's an indicator it was a hoax okay sure you know i mean okay so his name got known and people wanted his autograph for seeing the lizard man okay i mean that's bound to happen that happens to a lot of people i mean we get asked for autographs actually right i mean well i mean i get i wouldn't blame the guy for wanting to share a story Right, and if you're getting a little bit of fame and infamy from it, then, you know, hey, <laughs> roll with it, bro. Sure, that's sure. That's what we do. I mean, that's what a lot of people do. But that's not the only encounter, though. Okay. 
okay? Now, this one happened to Bob Rawson in February 2008, okay? He woke up to go to work about 4 or 5 in the morning, okay? And as he approached his truck, he noticed that something seemed a bit off about how his car was parked, his truck was parked. And as he got closer, he saw there was a lot of damage done to his truck. The fenders had been bitten through. The hoods above the tires had been bitten and pulled upward. And uh, he actually even made the discovery of a, a dead coyote not too far away. But what he didn't tell people right away, this wasn't the first incident he found of finding dead wildlife on his property. Okay. He'd actually found several bodies. I mean, he's found cows, cats, dogs, but the coyote was the newest one. And he flagged down two officers who, at first, they didn't know what he was so frantic about. They said in the report he was very animated. So I'm deriving from that that maybe he was jumping around, you know, kind of waving his arms, really trying to get their attention. He was panicked. He was okay. very much panicked. Sure. So when they came to inspect the vehicle, they actually, they also saw the bite marks in the fenders and, you know, on the, where the tires were. Mm -hmm. You know, they saw claw marks, like that something had been scratching at it. You know, they did a DNA test, and interestingly enough, they did find coyote DNA, but they were able to decipher that the coyote DNA came from the teeth of whatever had killed that coyote recently. So it was more, I guess, residual DNA would be the right way to put that. Okay. Okay. But he had even reported seeing a reptilian-like creature on his property as well. And he did not live too far from Skateboard Swamp. In fact, both these sightings, Ashley took place within a mile of skateboard swamp so did he see this thing after the incident with the car or before before he actually okay. seen it numerous times before and he knew that this thing was possibly killing the cows and killing you know the stray dogs and the stray cats okay you know and i guess like it never crosses his mind to try to eliminate it but then again would it really cross your mind if you saw something like that um yeah actually it would especially if it's uh you know killing animals in the neighborhood um you know i'm surprised it didn't cross his mind to to you know grab a gun and go shoot it well he wasn't a farmer or anything actually i mean he didn't really have any reason to you know really put a lot of stock into this i gotcha and i would think you know especially someone who's not into cryptozoology or anything like that seeing anything that's reptilian and bipedal that's gonna be so much of a shock to you that you're not gonna want to find out where that thing is okay I mean, personally, if I were to see something like that, I think the first thing that crossed my mind would be like, yeah, screw that. I'm not messing with that. Reptiles can be vicious as hell. So I don't know that I would take it up to hunt it on my own. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it depends on the type of person you are. And you're also talking about, you know, an incident that happened in 2008. Right. And plus, you know, he was a family man. Okay. And let's really see this through to the end. As a family man and a guy who has a serious job, you know, you're not going to want to put yourself out there by telling even your friends, hey, I saw this bipedal lizard-like thing. Help me sure. hunt it down. Because your friends yeah. are going to say you're crazy, okay? Sure. And before you know it, everybody in the town is going to catch wind of this, and you're going to be the local insane guy. Mm -hmm. You know, no one's going to want to be around you. No one's going to want to talk to you because they're going to think you're nuts. And for the most part, you're probably going to think you're nuts too. Okay. So, but I mean... I don't know. It's something I really do want to kind of look into a bit more and maybe one day convince Ashley to go with me to Skateboard Swamp and see what we can find. Oh, I'll go. I've, I've got no fear of this thing. Are you going to just thwap it on the nose and tell it no? I'm going to pet it. Oh, you would. I'm going to kill it with kindness. Well, don't kill it. I mean, you want to lure it into a cage and be like, you know, hey, we found it, Ryan. I'll be like, sweet. <laughs> Sweet, Ashley. I'm sorry I locked you in the cage with it, but uh, you know, I need a date. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, yeah, I'd go. I'd go search for this thing. Like I said, I'm I'm not fearful of it at all. I think it'd be very interesting, really. Sure. Yeah, I'd be down for it. Wow. Okay. So we're gonna have to definitely make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> but, I know. mean, you know, personally, like I said, <clears throat> I'm skeptical of this thing. I just there's some things about it that don't really make a lot of sense to me um well wait 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 i'm not done yet i'm not done going back to bob rawson you know there might have been a reason why he didn't hunt this thing down okay because in 1987 there was actually another encounter maybe you know being that it was in the same town 
he had heard about this and he knew it wasn't a good idea. So this guy who was biking along on Stapor, he stopped at a well, okay, to get a drink of water because he was tired, he was thirsty. And as he stopped, he saw something that was about seven to eight feet tall with glowing red eyes staring at him from the swamp. And once this thing noticed that he was looking at it, it was looking at him, and it actually pursued him. It tried to attack him, so that's a second attack. So it's possible that, you know, this encounter trickled down throughout the years, and Rossum just knew doesn't really sound like something to mess with. Okay. Or maybe it just became a, a town thing where, you know, they favored it because it was bringing attention to their small town. So, but why do you think this thing is attacking people? I mean, you know, if it's that vicious that it's attacking people, it's not like it's in the middle of nowhere, right? I mean, it's it's by, I, well, I don't know. You know, I'll be honest. I don't know the area, um, you it's know, but. Or swamp, you know, the whole town that it's in in Carolinas, actually, it's just, it's a very small town, uh-huh. you know, and the swamp itself is basically more or less in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So if this thing is viciously attacking people or attempting to, I mean, first of all, it's obviously not very good at it. It hasn't claimed any victims. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, second of all, why wouldn't the town then get together and decide and, and get a good old fashioned cryptid mob, cryptid posse? Well, I don't know. Maybe they just adopted it as their local mascot. You know, like people in Virginia, Ashley, the Mothman. I mean, Mothman's a loved. Yeah, but they did They did get a cryptid posse together and tried to search it as a town. You know, it was, it was a whole town activity. Um, you know, they, they weren't having any of it. Well, it's possible, too, that they just realized that, you know, if it's a lizard man or something along those lines, that, you know, it's just doing what other reptiles might do. You know, look at crocodiles and alligators. You know, they'll attack mercilessly, too. They will. I mean, for, for the most part, they leave people alone, but they've, they've been known to attack. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends yeah. on where you go, though. I mean, talk to anybody in Louisiana, and they'll tell you the crocodiles will mess you up. Oh, yeah. If you accidentally uh, walk by one, yeah, it will. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. maybe it's something similar to that, where they just kind of figured, well, it's just the nature of the beast. But why do you think that it would attack the one guy's vehicle? You know, I don't know. I've been trying to figure that out, and I've spoken to some people about it, and they actually tried to convince me that it was a Bigfoot doing this, Okay. But I find a lot of problems with that. Okay. All right. Now, let's say for a moment, let's say it is a Bigfoot, okay? Biting through the fender and the body of a car, that's going to cause so much damage to the teeth of a Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. Why would that Bigfoot want to break its teeth or ruin its teeth when in the wild, if you have any kind of dental infection or dental injury, that basically means death. Right. I mean, it's, yeah, it is pretty bad. Well, you know, so if, if it's binding on the on the fender of the car, it's, was the, do we, maybe we don't know, was it chrome? Yeah, yeah, it was. So, I mean, maybe it saw itself and it, mis- you know, it had mistaken itself for. Right, and that's actually why I don't believe it was a Bigfoot, because Bigfoot, as people like to say, have extraordinary intelligence. They're going to know it's not another Bigfoot in the fender of that car. Whereas a reptile, you know, a reptile will be far more prone to act aggressive, trying to defend its turf or its food or even itself from its own reflection. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll share an, an anecdote. Um, and, and Ryan, you've heard this story. Um, but uh, every single year, my mother's car gets absolutely pummeled by birds. So she's got a black vehicle and the birds will continuously, uh, just relentlessly attack her car and then also shit all over it. Um, because they're near the car and it's because they think they're seeing another bird yep and the and the reflection of it so i mean it's ridiculous and silly but animals do that mm-hmm. that's true that's very yeah, true they're not some of them don't have that ability to recognize that you know they don't understand what a reflection is right and i would think that you know something like bigfoot would have the wherewithal to recognize that to a degree sure whereas something that's more reptilian I don't know. I think they would agre- actually react more aggressively than anything else. Okay. You know, and who knows? Maybe that's where it was killing the coyote or something. Maybe the poor coyote got pinned against that, and that was just kind of like secondary collateral damage. Yeah, it's hard to say. We weren't there. It would have been kind of cool to see it ourselves, but... Sure. Sure. I- I've always found it really interesting. 
And, you know, they have a uh, festival every year for this thing, don't they? Yeah, they do. It's very similar to Mothman or the Rougarou. They actually do celebrate it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a small town messy in a way. Sure. I mean, it's it's strange. It's a very strange mixture there because they're both afraid of it, but they celebrate it. Which, to me, I love that. I love the fact that there's that little local cryptid that everybody wants to celebrate and throw a festival for. Well, I mean, you know, Mothman saved the entire town of Point Pleasant financially. So, mm-hmm. you know, they don't really have a choice but to embrace their monster monster because they, they have nothing else. <laughs> right, right. Well, I think in Skateboard, though, in the Carolinas, I think they do have enough belief in it where, you know, they want people to know it's real to a degree, but they don't want you to go and harm him in any way. Okay. And something I do find interesting, too, is all the sightings just seem to stop. Lately, there hasn't been any recent encounters. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it kind of led me to believe that maybe there was just one of them, and that was it, and then eventually it perished. I mean, how, but how do you think the one came to be? I don't know. I mean, it's possible that it could be like a branch off of the, uh, what's the name of it? It's a Carnifex, right? Known as okay. the Baker of the Carolinas, the semi-bipedal crocodile that they yeah. discovered down there. Yeah, I mean, maybe it could be something like that. I'm not sure how a species like that would be able to avoid extinction, but I do find it really interesting that in the same place that they discovered fossil remains of a bipedal crocodile, that's where they were seeing the lizard man. Mm-hmm. It does really make you have to think a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I maybe. Um you know, it would be sad to think that that incident would be the last one. I mean, then I, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if there were more sightings of it prior mm-hmm. in that general area. Um, you know, before these, what was the early one? The night is it? What was it? Nineteen seventy. Yep. Yeah. Yep, and you know, it, I don't know. It's just, it's very interesting to think about. You know, because I mean, people have seen it lumbering across the street. You know, people see it in passing, but nothing as noteworthy okay so, i don't know i mean that happens a lot though that really does in our field we come across that a lot so people have still seen it not like anything recent recent not like you know 2022 <laughs> but they were seeing it a lot in you know the late 90s okay and it's just suddenly dropped interesting mm-hmm. that but is very interesting what's cool about the lizard man though is it does tie into you know the reptilians that people see all the time it kind of makes you wonder if it might be one of those. Sure, sure. I uh, I don't know. Reptilians are something that I haven't really deep dived too much into. Um, just because, you know, I'll be honest, just because the fan base for it is terrible. People, you know, you, normally when you say reptilians, what they're talking about are uh, aliens. And they're talking about celebrities that oh you can see them shapeshift on tv and stuff and it's like oh yeah no guys it's just digital it's just bad perception on a digital receptor <laughs> but <laughs> you know which to me i mean it just turns me off to the subject um i kind of crack up when i hear about that because whenever they talk about the uh, the reptilians in politics or whatever my mind automatically goes to that tv show from the 80s v v yeah you've ever seen that show no Oh, good alert. It's about alien invaders that wear, well, human costumes. And in a couple of episodes, more than a couple, actually, they get their skin torn and they're reptilian underneath. Jeez, it reminds me of the um, Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> oh, oh, God. That was a horrible <laughs> movie. It was a horrible God. movie. <laughs> Wasn't that Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo, right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I was- Dennis Hopper was Bowser, right? Or Cooper? And Dennis Hopper, yeah. <laughs> Man, I bet you Dennis Hopper hates the fact that he did that movie. <laughs> it was uh, not great. Um, you know, but anyway, you know, that, you know that's what's kept me away from it is, is the silliness kind of surrounding it. You know, I haven't found proof of that in particular. Um, you know, but when I think of reptilians... Uh, you know and i think of like the different type of lizard people um or quote-unquote lizard people that have been around um i think of very traditional stories you know we just covered the um mongolian deathworm over on the wednesday show and um what was interesting about it was that there really isn't a lot about the mongolian deathworm right (laughs) it's really not Uh, you covered the what 
the Mongolian death worm. The what? You don't know what that is? No, Ashley. <laughs> you covered Mothra. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I did. I guess I covered Mo- the the origin story of Mothra. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so I, I wanted to pad the show a little bit more, right? So I'm like just looking up the Gobi Desert and like kind of what's in there. Um, and I came across this weird story um, oh. where they, they dubbed this thing the Gobi Gecko. And uh, there was a gentleman who just decided to go for a walk out in the desert. The Gobi Desert's not like uh, traditional. I mean, it's a desert, but it's not as bad and as harsh as like other deserts. So it's a lot more um, livable. (laughs) And uh, anyway, this guy decides to go out for a walk one day and um, he comes across a nine to ten foot tall bipedal lizard. That is incredibly tall. It's that's incredibly tall, especially for a desert. And he tried to shoot it. Um, no, it was kind of hard to find, you know, there were, there were different accounts of it. And some accounts said that it, it retreated mm-hmm. and just that it retreated. He shot at it, it retreated, never saw it again. Um, another one says that it, it retreated and that it had burrowed into the sand Ooh, okay. and was gone. Um, so that, you know, I'm, I'm imagining that right now, this nine foot tall reptilian just burrowing into the sand. Burrowing wow. into the sand. Yeah. Um, so that was an interesting story. No, who knows? Is the guy full of shit? He could be, you know. Um, but it, it's interesting because it matches other um, reptile, amphibious-like creatures. Um, mm. Should I share my stories? Sure. Okay. Um, so one that's super popular that everybody has heard of um, probably is the Loveland Frog. Oh, yes. Um, you know, the Loveland Frog is, is uh, a fun one. Um, in 1955, a, a, a businessman, um, anonymous businessman, allegedly um, was driving around in uh, Loveland, Ohio, and he saw these three reptilian creatures that were like standing under a bridge or by a bridge or something. And they were like human size, you know, six feet tall, human size reptilians. Now, um, some depictions again have them looking more frog-like some of them have them looking more reptilian-like or Mm lizard-like um and he stopped his car and he went to go approach these beings that were conversing with one another and one of them pulled out a wand oh boy and so he left um (laughs) wait 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 wait. so this guy saw three reptilian beings and just decided oh i'm gonna go see what these guys are up to yeah I guess so, allegedly. But why? I don't. I mean, probably because I, you know, I don't know. He's brave, or stupid. <laughs> probably a little bit of both. I mean, he's in Ohio, um, so <laughs> I don't blame him at all, right there. You know, I think he just didn't really quite understand what he was seeing. Um, I don't know if he actually physically got out of the car to approach them, or if he was um, still in the car and just stopped to watch oh, them. Are, that makes more sense to me because I mean, if I saw those things, three of them right don't know that i'm getting out of the car sure maybe i'll stop the car to you know yeah yeah but getting out it's an odd thing you know when when you um when you work on stuff like this as as an investigator you kind of work backwards right i can't really find a a reliable a reliable source to where this story started Hmm. um the only thing we have is a year 1955 and it's like well where does that come from like i said we have very vague details like a businessman or salesman or something you know and that's really it um so I, you know i don't know i you know i can't vouch for the entire story there's different variations of it um right. but yeah so then they, they pull it out a wand and he left and that was that until i think it was 1972 yep 1972 um when police officer what was it shocky ray shocky sorry <laughs> i wrote these down but <laughs> I know this one too well. Um, anyway, Ray Shockey was uh, doing his patrols. He was by an old boot factory along the Little Miami River um, in Ohio. And he saw a three to four foot tall. Now, what he described was more like a lizard. Okay. And it was bipedal and it was walking. And um, it, it crossed the street. He saw it in the street and... It crossed the street, and it was kind of at like a bridge area over the Little Miami River. So it hopped the the, the rail there, um, and took off. And you know, again, this is a police officer um, hmm. who's got no reason to make something like this up. And 
you know, of course he told everybody about it. And, you know, they inspected the guardrail. That's what it is, the guardrail. And, uh, you know, it had scratch marks and things on it. So that was really interesting. So two weeks later, um, another police officer was out patrolling by the name of Mark Matthews. And uh, Mark Matthews also saw this thing. Oh, okay. And um, he shot it. He shot it and killed it. Now, at the time when it happened, Mark Matthews had said that he shot it but missed and it took off mm-hmm. um later the story had changed that mark matthews had shot it got the body threw it in a trunk took it over to roy or ray and ray was like yep that's what i saw and what it ended up being was somebody's pet iguana huh. that was missing its tail interesting allegedly very interesting it is very interesting because you know the guys have come out and they've just said basically it's a you know it's a hoax right it wasn't a three to foot tall creature you know it was just someone's iguana but iguanas get pretty big they don't get that big and they don't walk on two legs like that they do not no um you know which if it was someone's pet iguana that got loose it was a good spot for it um at that overpass because there was like a system of pipes and things like that underneath that could be pretty warm this was in the middle of winter also okay well it wasn't winter it was march um but in ohio that's very cold still (laughs) too too cold for something like an iguana to to live um you know (laughs) naturally so you know but they thought that this would be a good spot for it because there were places that it could go and get warm underneath the road because the road would stay warm because of the you know constant action on it um have a really hard time living without its tail though because they rely on that so much right exactly i mean that's one weird thing about it and for it to live two weeks that way yeah because i mean that is what they use to propel themselves in the water so right um, well right not to mention the injury that would have had to ensued for its tail to get that way oh yeah i mean that's pretty much fatal for them Right, the physical trauma. I mean, what, you can just chop off the tail? It's not going to bleed to yeah, death? they're not like geckos. I mean, geckos, you know, they have the tail that actually disperses like that, so. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, it is, right. So a lot of it doesn't make much sense. What does make, what would make a lot of sense, and, and again, yeah, I just told you, I'm not a big conspiracy person, right? But what would make sense is um, Ray saw this thing. He was telling everybody about it. People were making fun of him. Mark saw this thing. People were making fun of him. And they didn't want to get made fun of anymore. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. So they put the story to bed. Yeah, it was kind of a way of uh, killing your own experience so you're not humiliated anymore. Right. And just being like, no, it was a hoax. Because they are, even to this day, vehemently say that this is a hoax. Of course, yeah. They're very adamant about it. They're like, no, let the story die. It's not, it never happened. It's not real. Um, You know, so, uh, yeah. And, you know, I'll tell you, I, I went there right i went to loveland and um it is very it's strange because it's very urbanized now like it's very cultured but you there's like a whole little town there where this all happened mm. and it's very brand new what do you mean brand new just everything all the buildings all the homes all of that wasn't there in the 1970s okay all it's right. maybe been there in the last 20 years where so I don't know if that's maybe an attempt to try to keep whatever mysterious wildlife might be out there out. Could be. Could very I don't well. know if it's just completely unrelated and maybe they just opened up shop with this new town and it's done well and that's that. Um, you know, but I can I can tell you with 100% certainty that it's just way too populated for a lizard person to live there now. <laughs> oh, most likely, yeah. I mean, I don't know though. I mean, I've always had a special interest in the reptilian things like that, especially the lizard man escape or swamp. I mean, to me, it's kind of cool to imagine there's something like that roaming around out there. Sure. You know, it'd be pretty cool to see, too, and not up close personal, but, you know, to see a thing swimming by or, you know, to lock eyes with it for a minute would be pretty cool. Well, there was also allegedly the um, 2016 video of the Frogman, of the frogs. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Where it looks like the eyes are lit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, you can see the silhouette, the eyes are lit up, it's sitting in the water, and it's sitting like a frog. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple of kids were playing Pokemon Go, it was all the rage in 2016. Oh, ironic. 
ironically yeah i came across this thing um you know and and the picture is good and it it moves its head Mm -hmm. um so i mean it's something now i found reports that this was a hoax and they had actually used some type of lawn ornament to recreate this and so it's like okay we'll put that to bed but i couldn't find where like the kids that came out with this picture said this is a hoax and this is how we did it so i actually found the kid that took the picture and i sent him a message on facebook yeah and i asked hey so the news said that you did this but i didn't see that you said that you did this so what's the deal with the frogman thing um he never responded oh hmm. so uh you know mystery still unsolved there well they'll probably um, put that photo up on screen so everybody knows what we're talking about yeah absolutely that's fine um you know i also wanted to uh tell the tale because there's just nowhere else to put these i mean they're just so strange um i wanted to talk about the crosswick monster oh okay which is one of my all-time favorites it's a classic cryptid story it's the creature from the black lagoon um no the crosswick monster no no you're thinking of bessie oh yeah yeah i am and we were going to talk about bessie but bessie's going to get her own episode Oh, absolutely. Um, because she's something else. But anyway, um, no, this is the Crosswick Monster. Uh, this is actually, it happened in uh, what was then Crosswick, Ohio. It was like the, it was like 1880-something or oh, the other. Back, huh? Oh, yeah, way far back. I um, like these kind of things, though. I like when the legends go really, really far back like that. Oh, this is a good, good story. Oh, okay. I'm going to shut the hell up and let you talk. <laughs> You'll like this one. Um Crosswick is now known as Waynesville, Ohio, um, which is still relatively close to me. I'm familiar with Waynesville. Um, But anyway, uh, so in the late 1800s, two brothers were out fishing. And um, they, you know, while they were out there, they kind of felt like they were being stalked or something. I was watching them. There was tall grass in the creek that they were in. Um, And all of a sudden, this ginormous, ginormous creature um popped out from the grass and scared the hell out of them reports of this thing are interesting um from the tip of the nose to the tip of the tail it gets upwards to 30 feet 30 feet 30 feet the body is upward it's typically like seven to nine feet okay just like the tort like the actual body um but it it comes out of the grass and it lunges at the two brothers and and they're very scared so they run <laughs> well yeah and, something 30 feet long comes out at you then sure yeah and, right and so they're running away and um except for this creature snatches up the younger brother in its jaws and starts carrying it up to this hollowed out tree that was nearby and carries it starts trying to drag him up into the tree okay um so of course the little brothers or the older brother screaming is upset um and four men from the community one of them happened to be a pastor um you know other people they were just very respectable people in the community they heard all the commotion so they came running and when they came approaching at that point the creature or whatever it was trying to it was tail first up into the tree so the mouth and like the top of the body was still sticking out um released the boy Hmm. And, you know, they kind of, they all, all the men kind of got around and made a commotion around it and grabbed the boy and they took off into town. It took the boy immediately to the hospital. And then the four men went to the local bar, you know, whatever, where people were hanging out mm-hmm. um, and told everybody what just happened. Interesting. So, right. So then the town goes, well, fuck that noise. Let's, we're going to have a cryptic, we're going to make a cryptid posse. We're going to go find this thing so at that point um it was 300 people a group of 300 people went to this tree to go find this thing now they couldn't see it but again this was a huge tree that was hollowed out and it it was in there um so they started you know pounding and banging on the tree and trying to chop it down to get it to come out well while they're doing that there's a hole at the top of the tree and this thing jumps out of the hole at the top of the tree okay so it had intelligence all right right so it jumps out of the hole at the top of the tree it lands on the ground and this is where it gets weird Uh-oh. 
it stood up on two legs and ran off. Oh, boy. Yeah. And ran right off and ran. And, and at that point, half of the townspeople that were there, they left. They'd never seen anything like that before, so they left. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, something that large stands up on two legs, of course. On two legs, yeah, and runs. Yeah, they're like, oh, no, thank you. So they left. But other people did not do that. About 30 of the people from the original 300 decided to chase after it. And they chased it into, it had kind of, there was like a hole nearby on like a, not a mountain, but like kind of a cave. It was like a hole and, and, and some rocks. Right. And it went and rushed off and ran in there. And, you know, the townspeople knew the area well, so they knew kind of where this rock hole led to, mm-hmm. this burrow. And uh, so some people went to the other side, others stayed on the one side. They were trying to smoke it out. They were trying to get it out, coax it out. It never came out. Huh. It never came out. And um, that is pretty much, I mean, that's pretty much the story. As far as the two brothers go, um, there are names and stuff associated with it. Again, I should have probably, should have probably disclosed that. But um, there, you know, as their lives continued, um, the one boy never, ever went fishing ever again. Traumatized, yeah. Of course not. They they moved away, um, not as children, but as adults. They they moved completely away from the town. Um, And this wasn't ever like, this was never toted as like, oh, these people were crazy. This never happened because everybody saw it happen. Very interesting. Yeah, they know that thing was there. Um, And, but, you know, most descriptions, the way that they describe it, just kind of the details of how it looked, they kind of described it as looking like a giant salamander. Huh. It had like, um... There's like, well, the giant salamander, it's got like black skin with like these yellow kind of stripy spots on it. That's how they described it. It kind of sounds like a Gila monster in a way, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, it does kind of. Yeah, it does. It does sound like that. But very, but obviously much bigger. Oh, yeah. Very, very much bigger. You know, and was the size exaggerated? I'm going to tell you something right now. Yeah, probably. It probably was. But I mean, I wonder if that thing had some kind of passageway that it just slipped through somewhere that we couldn't get to where it just went a different route for sure i'll tell you what man reptiles are a lot smarter than people give them credit for oh yeah absolutely well this one was i mean it knew enough to escape you know it knew that it was in trouble and it needed to leave um but yeah it's a very a very interesting story that ended up being i mean this was in the um i believe it was the cincinnati inquirer is where the story um you know got out at and there wasn't just the one article they did a follow-up article to the boy's condition and things i mean he was physically he was okay mm-hmm. um but mentally you know he wasn't <laughs> so well no i imagine not after something like that grabs you damn dude yeah that's a good story it's one of my favorites like it's got a cryptid policy it's classic unidentified animal um you know it's funny that you mentioned a cryptid posse again actually i actually have a perfect example as to why i would not form a cryptid hunting party Okay. Have you ever seen the movie Silver Bullet? I have. Okay, remember that part when the whole crowd goes looking for Reverend Lowe during the okay. full moon? Yes. What happens to them? <laughs> well. That is the perfect reason to not form a cryptid posse, because none of those dudes made it out alive. I mean, come on, one guy got beat to death with his own baseball bat. <laughs> that's kind of some shit dude and i don't want some you know monster stealing my baseball bat only to proceed to beat my ass with it that's not really cool <laughs> i mean i get your point but i stand for cryptid posses i think it's a good idea that's what's wrong with the world now that we don't form cryptid posses anymore and oh I so you're talking about getting the pitchforks the torches and the hang ropes oh yeah that's the whole nine that's very violent. I mean, we don't have to kill it. Like, just if there's fucking 30 of us taking pictures of this thing, at least somebody's got to get a good shot, right? I mean. Granted that you take the good people with you, the smart people. The smart people that know how to operate a camera? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm guaranteeing you right now that if I were to do that, like 90% of those people would be like, oh, I forgot I to put film in my camera. It's a digital camera, you moron. <laughs> I'd be so mad at those people. I'd be, oh, I'd be so mad. <laughs> Not one person in the cryptid posse gets a picture. <laughs> yep. Oh, we all forgot to put film in the camera. You guys don't need film. They're digital. <laughs> wow. I love the Crosswick Monster story. It's like I said, it's one of my one of my absolute favorites. Um, it kind of reminds me of the Bear Lake monster that people talk about too. Why? 
because they describe that as a very large reptilian creature too yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean my favorite part is that it gets up and walks off on it runs off on two legs so i guess at the last minute just decided you know what this whole uh quadruped thing just isn't working out for me so i'm gonna just uh, yep bye guys yeah because when it was moving when it attacked the boys it wasn't it was on all fours Mm-hmm. And you know, again, trying to crawl up into the tree, and it was, you know, it didn't seem like it could stand up and run. But obviously, it could. I just, I, you know, that it would be a really hard sell to get the entire town to lie about something like that. Yeah, I mean, unless there was really something at risk or at stake, but even right. then, I mean, you're gonna get that stragglers and be like, oh, they're all lying to you. No, I mean, with that many people involved, there's no doubt in my mind that that 100 happened. I could see that. I, I Even, don't. you know, I've, I've kind of um, explored the idea of, like, these old news articles. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we know now that, you know, n- the media would use, would not use each other, but they would definitely um, mess with each other a lot. They would, they would print fake stories on a slow news day. Um, mm-hmm. They would print things about the next town over to drive tourism for their town. Yeah, we um, talked about that in the uh, Jersey Devil episode. We did, right. And so, I mean, you know, that is something that happens. But typically, typically in those stories, the trend that you see is that it's an isolated incident that happens to one person. Or, you know, this was an entire town of people. Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's fun. I like it. That definitely makes you take pause to think about that. Absolutely. Like I said, no doubt in my mind that that one happened. And it happened a long time ago. I don't think that creature is still around. No, maybe not. Maybe you know, not. but but again, I don't think it was 30 feet long. It probably was big. Mm-hmm. It probably was very large. And it was probably some type of displaced animal, I'm sure. Well, if you had to guess, how big do you think it really was? Um, I think probably tip of the nose, the tip of the tail. Mm-hmm. It, it was probably more like 9 to 15 feet. Okay, I can see that. And then I think probably the the body, you know, if it were standing upright, I mean, it was probably still large. I mean, it's probably still, um, you know, four to six. Okay, I can you see know. that. I know that's a big, that's a pretty big variance, but yeah, I mean, I, I'd say it it was probably about half the size of what they were quoting. But again, we know that people are bad at measuring things. So. Well, that though, I mean, if they were afraid of it, you know, fear does some really weird things to your calculations to how you think and everything. Yeah, absolutely. So it really could have distorted their train of thought and just made them think, oh, it was a lot bigger than it really was. Sure. Well, you know, it's the old story. I caught a fish this big. We've talked about this before on the show. Yeah um you know people embellish things but i i don't it was big enough to scoop up a small child mm-hmm. right um i mean so we know that much and it was big enough to give the townspeople pause I, you know i don't think we're talking something that was three feet long right you know i think that we're probably talking something that was at least man-sized yeah that was fairly large at least i mean right you know, otherwise they wouldn't have been as afraid of it as they were right so you know, I think that, uh, yeah. No, it's, it's interesting it's though that it took off like that because that does remind me of a lot of the sightings of the lizard man of Sleepwalker Swamp. You know, it just, it takes off when you least expect it. It's kind of weird. I guess it is a reptilian thing though because I know with the lizards around here, you know, they'll stare at you and they'll play brave until, you know, you stand up and they're like, oh, bye. <laughs> but do they stand up on their back legs to do it? Uh, no, no, but they still take off like a bat out of hell. You ever seen some of them move around here? Oh, oh. yeah, they're, oh, yeah, they're fast. I mean, they will stare at you. They'll sit there staring at you like, hey, heard you were talking shit. And the minute you stand up, they're like, oh, bye. <laughs> because you're bigger than it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you know what? If they're going to sit there and stare at me like that, man, you better bring it. <laughs> Stop trying to fight the lizards in the desert, right? <laughs> <laughs> Next, it's going to be the Gobi Gecko, and then you're just going to be fucked. Yeah. Yeah. See, I was just going to say that, too. Here I am talking shit, and the doorbell's going to ring. Give me a six-foot-tall loser. I'll be like, oh, oh, I'm <laughs> Or he was talking shit like guy. This he is pulls, karma, isn't it? <laughs> he pulls out a wand. <laughs> <laughs> Bippity boppity boo. <laughs> yeah, the frogman's a little different, but it, you know, it's like I said, there's really no other place to put it. I mean, as far as the story goes, there's not much else to it. So why well, not bring it up? It's all tied together really easily, though. I mean, yeah. it's definitely something for people to sit and think about. Yeah. You know, and that's right. why I presented that thing about the uh, you know, the carnifix because it's something for people to consider possibly before they think oh it's you know it's alien or dare i say even demonic 
you know, it just gives them something, some scientific ground to actually look at and go, well, maybe it's something like that. I think that if if it were demonic, that we would see it more because its only purpose here would be to terrorize us. Oh no, 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 no! In no way am I saying it is demonic. Actually, I'm just saying that I wanted to give people more to think about rather than just the demonic route. Well, no, I understand that, but there are a lot of people that do think that it is demonic, and so I think that if it were, again, we would see it a lot more. I mean, God, I feel weird saying this, but I can kind of see why they think that. And I think a lot of that's coming not just from the appearance, but because of their behavior. But, you know, you have to understand that reptiles can be extremely aggressive. That there are some reptiles out there that will actually chase you down. I mean, Komodo dragons are assholes. Oh, they'll kill you. Yeah, so I mean, just because it's, you know, acting like reptiles do doesn't necessarily mean it's demonic. It just means it's a reptile. Yeah, they're kind of like insects. Insects don't have politics. And that was a movie reference. Actually, I'm hoping you're going to catch that reference. Nope. Insects don't have politics. It's from the fly, Ashley. Brundle fly. Oh. Wow. I do love the brindle fly. That's my favorite cryptid. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a cryptid, but... <laughs> I love him until he tries to eat donuts, and then screw you for doing that. <laughs> Ruin donuts for you. Legit, I could not eat donuts for about six and a half months after I saw that movie. Ooh, that movie's so gross, but it's so good. It's Oh, it's a fantastic movie. I'm so in love with it. But that donut scene, Ashley, I kid you not, I was in Southbridge. That's where I was growing up for a while. When I first saw that movie, right, part of my morning routine used to be to stop at the local donut shop, the local bakery, and get fresh donuts. They didn't see me for six and a half months after that movie. They, <laughs> they thought I was sick, and I'm like, nah, man, I just watched The Fly. <laughs> okay <laughs> the poor shop owner he's like you watch the fly why would that stop you from buying donuts i told him watch it you'll see oh gosh he watched the movie the next day he's like i hate you for recommending it to me ryan <laughs> I, I even make the donuts now and i'm like oh <laughs> my bad ruined it wow mm-hmm. <laughs> and by the way anybody if you're gonna watch that movie just because we said something about it do not i repeat do not eat while watching I recommend eating while watching the movie. Don't, you know, guys, don't listen to her. She's trying to lead you astray. She's going to cause trouble for you. Do not eat while watching that movie. Ryan's overreacting. It's fine. I am. Not. Dude, you know what? Don't. Don't listen to her. <laughs> You're an evil temptress with our audience today, Ashley. Stop it. <laughs> well, it's a good movie. Watch it. Watch it however you need to watch it. If you need to watch it with food, watch it with food. If not, just, just watch it. You know what? Fine. Go ahead. Eat while you're watching that. All your complaints can be sent to Ashley Hill. <laughs> no, I'm not going to give you your address. I was going to give you your address so they could write to you. And if you want her phone number, guys, I'll give it to you. No, I'm joking. God, don't say that. You're going to get so many weirdos. Well, whatever. Better better your DMs than mine. They won't DM me. I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Ryan. <laughs> You'll... Anyway, um, what were we talking about? Oh. That's right. But lizard man. Um <laughs> lizard people in general. Um yeah, there it's an interesting topic. Like I said, there's not a lot out there about them. No, but I mean what is really interesting too is that a lot of people are starting to see them in the desert like in Nevada, even here in Arizona. So you got to wonder mm -hmm. what's behind it. Well, I mean as people start talking about things, we know more reports come out and I I'm you know, as much as I am willing to give credence to any type of reported sighting, I believe that most of them are made up. I think they could be, but I mean, you you do hear people talking about them walking on all fours when they see these reptilians. So I do think it deserves more investigation before we just say it's all made up. I didn't say they're all made up. I said most of them. Okay. You're in the same groups I am. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, um, you know, when you're going to get somebody that just, you know, kind of mimics any encounter they read somewhere, then yeah, that is made up. Right. But... No, that happens, right? You get that. Um, you know, it's it's possible that people lie about these things. I mean, you know, as much as I would like to believe everything exists, um, again, it's possible people lie about these things. I mean, I've been, know... I was baffled, though, because somebody was trying to talk to me about these reptilians over on Instagram. And he actually tried to convince me that, oh, reptilians couldn't live in the desert like Arizona. I'm like, uh, guy. You know how many different lizards we have out here in the desert? Check well, it can't... out. Why? People are dumb. Um... <laughs> well, I mean, that did actually come off as very stupid to me because I'm like, dude, we have so many reptiles in Arizona. 
it's ridiculous how many different types of snakes and lizards that we have here. It's like maybe do some research before you come at me like that. Sure. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. It really kind of triggered my brain going, oh, idiots. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and again, you know, when you're doing research on these things, the, the very first thing that pops up is is this, you know, conspiracy about politicians and. Yeah, but you know what? Honestly, for me, I like to keep the lizard man of Skateboard Swamp separate from all that. Because it's not the same thing, right? It's different. Right. I, I don't think these things shapeshift. No, I mean, honestly, to me, I just kind of like to think that it's like that classic boogeyman that we all grew up with, you know? Mm-hmm. It's kind of exciting and cool to think that maybe there's some kind of monster out in them there woods, you know? Right. And so one thing that I wanted to bring up, you know, again, as, a, as, as an investigator and a researcher, one thing that you do is kind of backtrack mm-hmm. and try to find the origins of your story first. Right. To kind of verify um, I think that we would be doing a disservice to this creature if we didn't mention, and we kind of talked about it with the Super Mario Brothers movie, but the Kappa. Oh, yeah. that's uh, I actually wanted to cover those in the Asian cryptids when we do that. Well, okay, sure. I mean, we could definitely cover it then, but I mean, I think that, you know, just giving a short description of what it is and... Go, take it away. Kind of what it does. I mean, so it's it's, you know, within Japanese folklore... Um, the Kappa is basically, you know, physically, it's pretty much exactly what we're describing here. The only thing different about it is that it did seem to have a turtle shell on its back. And uh, Kappa tend to be perverts, too. Um, they are, they, yes, they, <laughs> they are. Um, but they're not, very, they're just not nice. No, no, not at all. Like they're, they're very mean and they're, they're very nasty creatures, mm-hmm. um, you know, to people. And so there is a history here of, of something similar in nature to, to what we're talking about now um, that backtracks thousands of years. Yeah, it's definitely something to think about. That's why, you know, when I first started studying cryptozoology, the lizard man is one that caught my attention right away. You know, it's just, it seems very feasible that there's something like that out there. Maybe more than one somethings, you know? Sure. Absolutely. You know, I think that's a, a good possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so anyway, I mean, that, yeah, that's the point of it is just that, you know, there there is a history of things like this that exist out there. Right. Right, right. Um, or a potential history anyway so i mean there is and then you know of course ryan keeps you know bringing up the the bipedal what is it an out al- it's an alligator isn't it yeah it's a type of an alligator it's uh from the same family as the alligators and crocodiles right but when i say semi-bipedal i mean like it walked on two legs when it had to namely right. when chasing after prey so it didn't walk around on two legs all the time only when it was chasing down its prey which you know again ashley it makes me wonder if maybe the lizard man does the same thing. You know, when it's stalking its prey and getting ready to pounce, maybe that's when he walks on two legs. Like it could give it a, a burst of initial energy that doesn't last very long. Yeah, like maybe it's just, you know, the balance comes off real quick and, you know, it just has to go back on all fours and just, okay, let's try to get this energy back again before we try. <laughs> have to recharge. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, if you ever watch like frogs hunt, frogs will jump really quick to try to catch their prey but then they gotta wait till they build up more energy more momentum again <laughs> like the pac-man frogs pac-man frogs will suddenly just leap at their prey and if they miss they actually have to sit there and wait till they can muster up enough strength again. and it's adorable <laughs> it is but i mean when you see them eating other frogs so you're like that's brutal dude. <laughs> it's adorable you realize like... you're a pac-man frog eating another pac-man oh oh you don't care okay all right <laughs> no he does not care he's like listen i did big jump i earned this big jump equal food <laughs> him did him did big jump him has to wait now right right well since we're <laughs> to the close of the hour already ashley i think before we go sure. we should definitely let the audience know that if they want to see a certain guest on the show they should leave the name in the comments below absolutely i agree with that yes if you guys have guest suggestions not that we don't have plenty of friends the problem is that we have too many friends and um we want to have all of you on the show but we also want to have guests that you guys want to hear on the show Mm -hmm. and we're gonna be having lyle blackburn so that's gonna be pretty awesome that's that is coming up so um if you guys have other suggestions of people you would like to hear um definitely let us know leave it 
to hear more of Ashley and I, we will be doing a show on the Chad Smith podcast, The Paranormal Chop Shop. So and when is that? I believe it's the 16th. Okay. Ryan uh, believes it's the 16th, and I believe in Ryan, so. Hey, everybody should believe in Ryan. <laughs> Ryan is, I can, I have, I have evidence that Ryan is real. I can verify um, that he does exist, so. Okay, we're not going to be talking about, like, the collapse of the bridge and the whole Wendigo thing on air. Um, I mean. No, 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 no. I got to contact my lawyers before you talk about that. <laughs> well, right. anyway. Well, that is our show for this week. All right. Well, then we'll uh, see you guys back here next week. Take it easy, everybody. Bye.